0: For some reason the simple act of feeding yourself becomes difficult the moment you move away from your mother. Suddenly you've forgotten that food can come from a place that doesn't have a huge chicken on the front.
1: By the time I get home after going to school all day, I hardly have the energy to heat up my microwavable meal. College life gets so hectic that we sometimes forget to do things as simple as eating. And sometimes, the city of Austin's water isn't safe to drink, and you suddenly have to fend for yourself.
0: Boiling water is at least a three-minute story. But when it comes to food on campus, it's a longhorn story. most college students, especially early on in college life, the best place to get your food is in a dining hall. But at UT, dining halls aren't as simple or ubiquitous as they are everywhere else. Alexis Thomas has a story about just that and how students navigate it.
2: It seems like in every movie about college, There's a scene with college kids either happily eating gourmet meals or complaining about the inedible garbage that the evil dining halls produce. Reality for college kids lies somewhere in the middle of these two extremes. For students at UT, on-campus dining involves two all-you-can-eat dining halls, J2 and Kinsolving dining, and eight different a la carte dining options. When people think of a traditional college dining hall, They don't think of dining halls specifically for vegans or vegetarians, or dining halls focused on reducing waste and saving the environment. No, people think about all-you-can-eat buffets with low-quality food. But many colleges, UT included, are changing the way the dining hall works. At UT, the eight a la carte dining facilities are a bit out of the norm for many college campuses. At colleges such as SMU and UNT... The majority of the dining facilities adhere to the more traditional notions of all-you-can-eat dining halls. But UT is committed to reducing waste, and this is where the a la carte dining halls take form. A la carte systems encourage students to buy less food, therefore reducing the waste that comes with having unlimited access to food. Students are encouraged to only buy food that they will eat, And at the end of their meal, in places such as Jester City Limits on campus, there are places to sort your trash into compost, silverware, recyclables, and the rest goes into the trash. But not every student is a fan of the a la carte system. Linguistics sophomore Marissa Hauser lives here on campus and has visited many college dining halls. She prefers the all-you-can-eat system over the a la carte.
3: I honestly prefer all-you-can-eat because you get more bang for your buck. You've got more options. One thing I don't like about JCL is that they hike their prices up and you get less food. It might not be of better quality at all but it just has those specific options that you might want, like having sushi. You're going to have to pay more if you want that, and I honestly think it's not really worth it.
2: It may seem odd that there are only two all-you-can-eat dining halls on UT campus, but it's because of the university's commitment to reducing food waste. In all-you-can-eat dining halls, students can take as much food as they want, even if they are not going to eat it. The idea behind a la carte dining is that since you're are having to purchase each individual item, students will only take what they will actually eat. Because there are only two all-you-can-eat dining halls on campus, a hotly debated topic among students is which dining hall is the best. Anyone that's ever eaten on campus has a take, and they're not afraid to share it. I like J2.
1: Why do you like J2? Um, honestly, I just think it has like more of a selection. and so I also live way closer to J2. J2. solving.
2: J2 fan. Will we ever know which of the two dining halls is the best? Most students would tell you yes, but you'll just have to come and try them for yourself to really understand.
4: But for other students, eating out is the move. Reporter Clark Dalton has a story on why some students
2: might take a break from the dining halls.
5: It's a common scene around Guadalupe, college students gathering in a multitude of restaurants to enjoy a filling meal and take a quick break from their studies. Eating out is a hallmark of college campuses, but one that seems counterintuitive in principle. Students are often short on funds and time, which eating at restaurants requires. But according to reporting by USA Today, students spend an average of $27.47 on restaurants every week, the highest of any group in the United States. So what factors play into this development? According to students, eating out provides additional benefits that just aren't there in the dining halls. Corporate communication sophomore Haley Naples elaborates further.
3: Because I live on campus, I rely for the dining hall to provide most of my meals. So going out is kind of a treat to myself because I get higher quality food. It's normally yummier. And also it's normally has to do with the social setting. Especially since a lot of my friends don't live on campus anymore, so we so obviously they don't want to have to pay to eat on campus, so normally uh, we meet in the middle and we go out to a restaurant together to meet up.
5: Going out to eat provides an opportunity to build connections and foster friendships that will prosper well into the future. Additionally, it's a convenient luxury since students don't have to forge through pots and pans just to make a mediocre bowl of soup or lukewarm spaghetti. These facets are important, but in specific cases, going out to eat is more than just a fun way to spend a relatively uneventful night. For psychology sophomore Sarah Goody, it was a moment of salvation.
1: For one holiday, I had to fast for 25 hours as, as part of a, a religious holiday. Um, and breaking that fast is, of course, a big deal because you're very hungry <laughs> and you want to eat as soon as you possibly can and you want to eat something that you are gonna love and that is going to just just rock your world because you haven't eaten or drank in 25 hours and the place that my friend and I who are both observing the holiday chose to go was pizza press and we had a couple friends come with us to break the fast with us and the it it absolutely hit the spot pizza press did not let us down. It was an excellent breakfast and and it was it was really a, a spiritual moment in in a sense. I mean that was that was that was a, a dear memory of mine.
5: Goody's anecdote illuminates a further point, which is the support system that is built. College is an enjoyable time in life, but it's a tumultuous one as well, since it comes with an avalanche of new responsibilities, which takes time to get used to. This can build anxiety, which can clouds one's perspective and eventually brew unhappiness. A simple gathering at a pizza parlor could just be exactly what you need to blow off steam and get back on the path to success. These moments don't have to be grandiose either. It's often the smallest moments that are the most memorable. As for electrical engineering and history sophomore, Shrey Tapiawala.
0: Another great experience I've had with eating out was whenever he went to uh, the Mongolian hotpot uh Mongolian little sheep hot pot for my birthday last year and it was just a group of my friends and I and it was snowing it was the weird snow day we had in December and in amidst the really cold weather it was just great um, having really hot soup and the experience itself was very enjoyable because we were able to create our own soup and have put in our own toppings and just the way we like it, and we were able to cook it right in front of us. It's an experience that won't be remembered, will be remembered, and it's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience.
5: Episodes such as this are integral in the college experience since they're small blocks that forge something bigger. College can be a period of unparalleled growth on an intellectual level, and a restaurant might serve as the perfect medium for this growth. According to mechanical engineering sophomore Jacqueline Villalobos, the surrounding environment can be conducive toward discovery.
2: It's somewhere new that I want to try. You know, it's like a new experience I want to have. So when I go out to eat, I look for um, a place I haven't tried before, you know, something really different. You know, trying different things is always good because, you know, it helps your palate and stuff like that. But in general, you just gain new experiences and you, I don't know, since you is so diverse, there's like uh, going out, when you go out to eat like on Guad or like by campus, there's like a lot of different tastes and cultures and you can try. So when I go out to eat, I always want to try something new, you know, something that like, even though people are like, oh, it's okay, or oh, I still want to try it, you know, because I want to have that experience.
5: On the surface, eating out in college is a bit absurd, a scene of several Cash-strapped students running on three hours of sleep, choosing to eat out, may seem to oppose any semblance of rationality, but it makes complete sense. College is a time of optimism. It provides opportunities to explore, opportunities which are crucial in students' development, since they allow us to stretch ourselves and fulfill our potential. A Friday night at a new Indian place could just be what we need to diversify our taste and gain sophistication.
0: But no matter if you're eating out or you're eating on campus, one struggle that all of us have is making sure we're hitting that target weight. Lawrence Olivo reports on the ways that students make sure that they're exercising, eating right, and staying healthy.
4: For freshman students arriving at UT, many are experiencing independence for the first time in their lives. They are no longer living with their parents and have to be responsible for taking care of themselves. Living in the residence halls doesn't make things easier for students. They don't have their own kitchen. A lot of the time, it's easier for students just to grab something fast and easy rather than eat from one of the many places on campus. This is really convenient, but it's not necessarily the healthiest choice. You've probably heard of the freshman 15, the amount of weight that students stereotypically gain during their first year at college. 15 pounds is kind of arbitrary, but it underscores the idea that many students find it hard to make smart food choices and might gain weight as a result. If you find yourself struggling to eat right and maintain a healthy lifestyle, UT does provide some options that you could try to take advantage of. One of the first steps could be to visit UT's registered dietitians. That's what I did
3: within my role for housing and dining um, i have multiple job responsibilities Um, a portion of my job is related to working with our chefs and our location managers and employees to develop recipes and come up with the menus that the students will actually see within our dining locations and so part of that um, Part of the role that I play in that process may be providing suggestions for recipes to develop and things to add to the menus. Um, Specifically advocating for things like healthier options, or it may be related to different special dietary needs. I also get to work with students kind of one-on-one and in group settings as well.
4: That was Lindsay Wilson a registered dietitian for the University Housing and Dining. Lindsay and her fellow dietitians coordinate with dining halls on campus to ensure that they are providing dietary options for all students.
3: And so one of the things that we've been doing is monthly dine with the dietitian sessions. And so students can sign up to come in for, and eat with us for free, you know, once a month. And each month, me and my assistant registered dietitian um, kind of rotate out different topics. So each month, we have our EatWise pop-ups. And so for those, they focus on different relevant topics. And so we try to provide education. But with education and getting students to actually come stop by our tables, there usually has to be some sort of incentive there for the students trying to find ways to um, be interactive through our education and also kind of make it somewhat enticing and excitable as well.
4: One thing that stood out to me was what Lindsay said about fad diets. You've probably heard about them from someone on campus. The keto diet, the Mediterranean diet, there's a whole bunch of them and a bunch of people that will tell you that they're life-changing. As a dietitian, Lindsay had some words of caution for students looking into those diets.
3: When they hear about these, you know, fad diets, you know, whether it be keto or paleo or something along those lines, they hear people who have had positive results from it. Usually that is related to weight loss, and so everybody wants to jump on that bandwagon and and have, you know, me too with that weight loss and that success as well. And that's, you know, why they become popular. But there is a reason why they're called fad diets it's a fad, it's temporary. So, unfortunately, there is that yo yo effect that people then may have with. Where, you know, they follow their normal eating pattern and then try some sort of fad diet, and, you know, may lose some weight, then they go back to a normal diet, gain that weight back. And from what research shows, is that that yo yoing within weight is actually worse for the metabolism over a period of time than if somebody would stay at a more steady weight without trying the fad diet.
4: With technology at our fingertips, we can find information on almost any kind of dietary tip. The only problem is that information might not necessarily be credible or accurate. There are all kinds of sites and videos where experts will try to sell you on quick and convenient methods to lose weight and still eat what you like. Nutritionists like Lindsay, however, caution for a more slow and steady approach to diets.
3: As dietitians, we generally do try to promote a much more steady adherence to dietary lifestyles and so um, advocating more for small changes over time. And by making those smaller changes over a longer period of time, you're more likely to stick with them over a longer course and so then you may see a slower you know change in things like weight and other health parameters but they generally do last much more a longer period of time and potentially a lifetime by doing them slow and steady
4: while housing and dining is a good starting point some students might want to be a bit more proactive those students might want to consider diet and workup plans that are provided by ut rec sports karen Penilia, a radio, television, and film senior who is currently working in Los Angeles for an internship talked about how the guidance she got from UT Rec Sports has helped her maintain a healthy lifestyle through the F45 plan.
2: Yeah, so it's called
1: F45, and um, essentially you work out. Uh, I know at UT when I went before I did the program out here, they had classes six days a week, and they have like multiple classes throughout the day, and it's 45 minutes. Of exercise and it's high intensity and then after you work out like there's an app that's the eight-week challenge it's like a separate app and in that app they tell you like oh this
4: is what you need to eat today. UT Rec Sports and the F45 program provide guidelines that can be helpful in making healthy choices. By adopting these at a slower pace you can be very surprised at how your daily routines will change. One key point that Karen told me was how you should go about your dietary plan. The best thing is to start small. Set small goals, like not cheating on your diet, or making sure that you go out to the gym at least four times a week. These small goals will help you push towards your larger ones. Whether it is through small changes about what you eat on campus, or large changes to your lifestyle, there are a number of different things UT students can do to improve their diet while at college. The most important step is to start. So, will you?
1: That's it for this week. You can find this and all of our other podcasts online on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Texan Podcast, and you can find this and more news online at DailyTexanOnline.com.
0: Our reporters this week were Alexis Thomas, Lawrence Olivo, and Clark Dalton. This show was produced by myself, Zeke Fritz, Ryan Steppy, and Morgan. So we talked a lot about food this week, but get ready and gobble gobble. Next week, we'll be talking about Thanksgiving in anticipation of everyone's favorite kind of racist but definite gullet stuffing holiday. See you next week.
1: Can't wait.